Hi guys, welcome to the DM with Audrey, Brienne, and Tyree. We are bringing you guys TV and film costuming design discussions. We are always in each other's DMs on Instagram. Every red carpet, I am in there chatting with Tyree. We have a good time, and so we wanted to just bring that to a wider audience and see if you guys want to join us in our quest to find some of the best in costuming and TV and film. Last week, we reviewed HBO's Insecure which you should definitely check out. This week, we will be discussing the movie Joker. Hey guys, you're listening to The DM with Audrey Brienne and Tyree. I'm Audrey Brienne. And I'm Tyree. This week we're reviewing the movie Joker. Joker is a 2019 psychological thriller directed and produced by Todd Phillips. The story follows Joaquin Phoenix, who plays Arthur Fleck. It's the backstory of the Joker character. It's set in fictional Gotham City in 1981. Arthur Fleck is a 30-something-year-old. He lives at home with his mother. He has mental illness. He's a party clown. He He's really down on his luck. Um, and we are supposed to know that this is someone spiraling downward. Yeah, someone falling out of control because of his circumstances around him, basically. Exactly. It's just the background of the Joker. Yeah, I love it that it's a backstory. And I mean, you described it perfectly that he's very much a loner. He is forgotten by society and he's steadily getting upset about that because he feels looked over and passed over and he can't catch a break. And it's just starting to build up, even though he has meds for his mental illness, like these negative thoughts are still taking over for him, unfortunately. And I would like to say that there have been many people that played the Joker. The first ever on-screen Joker was played by Cesar Romero. And then more famously, played by Jack Nicholson. And played by Heath Ledger. Played by... Jared Leto. Yes. He got a lot of flack. Definitely played by a lot of people. And the cool thing about this Joker, played by Joaquin Phoenix, he did such an amazing job, but... He is the second person to win an Academy Award to play Joker. So the first one was Heath Ledger. He won for supporting. And then Joaquin won for lead. I love that little factoid. (laughs) And all of their costuming was really significantly different. Purple used to be the color that, like, the Jokers were wearing. I love that Joaquin, his is burgundy. They did everything about his different. But going back to the original Jokers, purple suiting, usually some sort of a green, orange, or yellow underneath for, like, the dress shirt and the vest, and then a bow tie. So very much like an upscale clown is what the look is supposed to be. And they obviously have the iconic white face paint and green hair. So... All of the earlier Jokers, Caesar, Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, Jared, they all follow that model. And Joaquin's Arthur Fleck also follows it. But Arthur's is just a bit more authentic. It's not as loud and in your face as the other ones, which are based off the comic book. This one feels a lot more natural. It's more subtle because it's based off of the Joker's life. Mm -hmm. So it shows him as a real person transitioning to the Joker. Where like the other Jokers that we described are like, 
villain characters already as the Joker. Exactly. And again, just more comic booky and like in your face and like clownish, to be honest. Yeah. So the costume designer for Joker, his name is Mark Bridges. He's known for Boogie Nights, Eight Mile, The Italian Job, the television show Vinyl. He has been nominated four times for Oscars. He's won two Oscars. The makeup artist, Nikki Letterman, They worked directly hand-in-hand on makeup and costume, which they work well together. The costumes are definitely, like, Mm 70s-inspired. A lot of earth tones. It's very dark, so, like, folly. There's a lot of greens. There's maroons. Yeah, there's a lot of neutral color palette going on, and there's a lot of, like, 70s color. By that, I mean, you know orange and floral and paisley just very your your cliche 70s sort of like fabrications and there's a lot of like terracotta and a lot of wool a lot of polyester because what we have to realize is and I mean it's already portrayed so well is that Arthur is not by any means a wealthy man and so it wouldn't make sense to have him even at the end when he's the Joker like the actual Joker character it wouldn't make sense for him to be in some fancy fitted tuxedo with like a satin shirt or anything like they still keep true to the fact that it's very like authentic and earthy even when he transitions into the final joker i really really like that they made that costume choice yeah so there's two main costumes that are like stand out in the joker the first costume is when he is a clown his pants are too big it has patchwork on him his vest fits but it just shows that he doesn't really care about his look and his clothes are like tattered he holds on to things until they just don't work anymore and that was like a pivotal moment in like costuming his first joker and then especially the last joker like everyone knows that costume yeah and we were saying you know when we were talking prior to this is that the reason we see such a huge difference and at the end it feels like it's this powerful character we see his confidence finally when you see him at the beginning his weakness and his vices are all in his costuming it's all very drab and down and like it makes you sad and it it's reflected in how his stuff is oversized and like doesn't really fit. Even though at the end, if you look, his suit isn't tailored to him, but because he's finally radiating strength and confidence, that's why, at least for me, I felt like at the end, I was watching him be like this really suave, put together guy. And he is. He probably went to a secondhand store, yeah. a Goodwill, and like picked up a suit. Is Joaquin, what I mean. when he first met the costume designer, Mark Bridges, he didn't try anything on because he still had about 30 or 40 pounds to lose. Like, mm-hmm. he had to lose 50 pounds for this role. And he goes so method, very method with his way of diving into a character. That's a lot of weight to yeah, lose. Yeah, that is a lot of weight. But with Mark, towards the end of the movie, he said he stopped taking in the clothing so to mm-hmm. make it, like, hang off of him, to make it show that he was holding on to clothes, even though they didn't fit. He didn't really care. So I thought that that was a pretty cool thing to like go into the character yeah and I think that Mark had a lot on his plate like if you look at the scenes there's always a lot of people in the background so as much as he's got his main characters to be honest you know Arthur's look is very unkempt untailored it's just very like he threw it on it's second hand so I feel like Mark probably had a lot on his hands for like the background scenes more than anything because again Arthur's look is pretty straightforward, but then he's got 
all these other like extras that he's having to dress. So I always noticed that when watching the movie, I was like, damn, that's like 40 extras that you guys have. And I mean, obviously Mark has a team, but like, it's a lot of people to dress. The reason why I think he's so successful with like the extras and just the overall feel of the wardrobe and Joker and that 70s vibe, some of his past credits are things like Boogie Nights and Blow and like- Even Captain Phillips. I feel like those are movies, you know, they're based back in the day and he did a really great job conveying that. So they got themselves a good costumer for this film that like knows what he's doing with and that he did era. Eight Mile. Mm-hmm. I just think he just knows- how to dress a man or yeah. a men's character. Definitely. Men's characters in a certain point of history, I think. Yes. He's really good at. I mean, with the makeup, that goes hand in hand with this film. As much as it's about costuming, you know, that we're dressing today, the the makeup artist, Nikki Letterman, she worked hand in hand with Joaquin. Like I read an interview where she was saying that her and Joaquin, they wanted the Joker's makeup throughout the entire film to feel like Arthur was doing it himself. They made sure that it wasn't this perfectly stenciled, like crisp look because she's like, that's not realistic. Someone like Arthur doesn't have a makeup artist like helping him and he's not a makeup artist himself. So like if you see it, that's why there's always smudges and some of it's, you know, off kilter. Like one eye has a bit more blue than the other one. So it's like off centered and kind of off balanced. And they did that purposefully. And Joaquin had a huge hand in how the final you know, Joker or Arthur's look was for his makeup in the movie. And even with the final Joker, when he dyed his hair green, I know that I read an interview with Mark and he wanted it to look like broccoli. So he went to like grocery stores and Whole Foods to like match broccoli to the color of hair that he wanted Joaquin I think that's so cool. I really feel like this creative team dug in deep and like they made it personal. And it's really cool that they involved the star of the film because you don't see that often. And I just think that it's really well reflected. And Nikki's got a lot of great credits to her name. She's worked with Sex in the City, the show for several years. She did Sex in the City too. She did The Devil Wears Prada. So this woman knows how to do makeup. So again, they cast as far as who they got in there for the costumer and the makeup artist, I think they couldn't have had stronger contenders. Yeah. And also, I guess, lastly, with Arthur's role, when he's paired with other people, like when he was paired with like Robert De Niro's character, when he was paired with the young Bruce, his costume matched the person that he was on screen with. Like with his mother, he was wearing like white and maroon and she was wearing white and maroon. And when he was with Bruce... He was wearing a cream color. Bruce was wearing a cream color. Mm -hmm. So I think that it was cool how they played. Like, he was, like, a lonely person. He was matching the person that he was along with. But Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was self-conscious with Arthur or that was the point of what the costume designer was trying to do. And that's what I love. This is a movie you have to watch more than once. Like, one viewing is not enough because there's so much going on just in the plot. That's how I did it. I went into the theater and I watched it just as a movie as a whole. I loved it. And I went back and I watched it for more of those things that you were just talking about, like the little like nuances. And I definitely paid attention to the wardrobe more. That's where I noticed I love, 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 love at the end, his Joker final look. I 
love that there's this very, very slight and subtle paisley in his dress shirt. You don't really see it, but it is there. And I was just like, what a nice little detail to have instead of past, you know, jokers where, again, everything was solid colored. It would be like a solid green shirt underneath or like Jack Nicholson. His was solid orange. I like that they went for something that had a vibe to it. Right. So then moving on, we've gone over like, you know, Joaquin's Arthur in the movie. uh, Zossie Bates plays Sophie Demond and she is Arthur's neighbor. She's probably the secondary character in this story. It's heavily Arthur Fleck story, but she's the secondary character and she is the love interest to Arthur. Yeah, she's his love interest. She's his neighbor. She's a single mother. She's in low income housing. It's interesting because I didn't really pay attention too much to her costuming Mm -hmm. because I was so focused on Arthur Mm -hmm. that I paid more attention to like the mental illness side of it. She plays a single mom. So however, a single mom from New York dresses, I think that they definitely, she has a daughter. She was wearing overcoats. Like when he followed her to the bank, she had like this gray overcoat on and she took her daughter to school. I'm sure it's hard working with kids on costuming mm-hmm. to match their parents. So that's interesting that they worked with Zasi. Yeah, and I, um, sorry, going back to Arthur's look, there's a really cool point that I want to go back to. Bridges said in an interview that he based that look off of the first Joker, um, Cesar Romero. And then also he based it off of a convicted murderer from the 80s. He shot and killed four African-American men who were not armed and weren't doing anything. And the killer was, he was a loner. He was a introvert he was very similar to Arthur so he took that like meek weakness that this guy in the past portrayed and he gave a lot of that to Joaquin and I definitely I watched a documentary about the killings and like I think he did a great job in Arthur's day-to-day him looking he's just very different he feels like a other person like he doesn't fit in also with that Mark Bridges he references the 1984 subway vigilante and he was actually in New York. So it kind of goes to say like the costume director, the makeup artists were very Mm hands-on. It's something that they were passionate about. So that's pretty cool that they referenced that. I mean, it's sad that happened, but it's cool that they referenced something real. Yeah. Again, I really like that these characters are very true to themselves. Like going back to Sophie's character, she's not in these cute little getups that look like she's going to the mall every day. She's in practical clothing. Everything about their clothing is practical. And what I love is that they made this choice for everything's function first. That's what you can tell from the costuming. These people aren't wearing stuff because they're trying to keep up with the trends. But also a cool thing is that when Arthur went to go visit Bruce's dad's house on the train, all the men were wearing suits. They were all businessmen. They were reading the newspaper and you could tell that he was going to a nicer neighborhood versus when he was on the subway. It was like those young kids. Yeah. So it was like kind of a play on the these guys are wearing like nice business suits and then the other people were like in the slums of Gotham City, basically. The the wardrobe reflects the tears, like the financial tears in society. There's a bunch of scenes when he's with the other clowns. You can tell the other clowns, as much as they're all in the same field, there's this vibe that like they're better off 
than Arthur is. Like they're doing a little better financially because they come in and they're more put together. You don't see clothes hanging off of the other clowns, even the small clown that they have. Like even he's got himself put together. I noticed that is that there's always something that's a little bit like, man, that looks off. You know what I was thinking? There is a scene when Joaquin's character, um, he breaks into the theater to go see Mm. Bruce Wayne face to face and confront him about, you know, thinking he's his son. He puts on the movie theater worker's outfit. And even in that, it's still baggy. It doesn't fit him right. But it's also interesting that his clothes fit under that costume. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's just making me remember that, like, everything's frumpy. Like, all of his wardrobe. But even the movie theater costume was maroon. So, like, yeah. they really played on these, like, jewel tones that are maroon mm-hmm. and baggy fitting. He didn't really care. Mm-hmm. It was all, like, a good story, I guess. Yeah. And based they let, off of what they're wearing. And they let this Joker be a lot more sinister instead of comical. And I really, really like that, you know, his makeup makes you feel uncomfortable because it's not, there's something about it that just is, like, oh, like, you're weird. Like, something's going on with you. Like, it made me uncomfortable the way his makeup was applied because I was like, that's not really right. Like, there's something off with it. And I love that they did that with this character because all the other Jokers had, like, bow ties. I remember in the one with Michael Keaton, you know, Jack Nicholson's Joker, he had this bow tie that, like, squirts, like, poison at people, you know? Well, in the first scene of this Joker, Mm -hmm. when he gets jumped, his flower squirted water yeah so like maybe that's like a reference or that's funny yeah i like that they didn't make this joker be like that i i just it felt like a real person right the characterization they went hand in hand with the wardrobe here where you see a lot like mark bridges is telling us a lot of backstory even though this is a backstory of the joker I loved and that. he wasn't well put together. I think one of the scenes, Mark referenced Arthur answering the door in his mom's like pajamas mm-hmm. and his clothes were like balled up on the floor. So he didn't really care about how yeah. he looked. And like, it's a really sad story of transitioning into a person of power, but negatively. Um, so also another cool thing, there's only really one main character to talk about, but another thing is like, I think maybe that's a 70s thing that everyone's wearing like three-piece suits. Mm-hmm. Like even Robert De Niro's character, the Joker, like he would wear sweaters, like he would wear a cream sweater with like blue pants and like a shirt underneath, or he was wearing like a coat with a sweater. So like they played on like the three-piece suits. And I forgot, we we didn't even mention, um, simply because like you said, this is so Arthur-centric, but Robert De Niro plays Murray Franklin and his character in an interview, they say, pays homage to his character, Rupert Pupkin from the 1983 film, The King of Comedy. It says that in the film, Pumpkin is a comedian, obsessed with the talk show host, and Franklin is also based on former late night talk show host Johnny Carson. So that's something to know is that even for a very brief character such as Murray, even with that, there's all this backstory and they have like a reference that they're doing. Like it wasn't just a free for all of like, okay, it's Robert De Niro. Let's tailor it to him in that way. They actually looked at past, you know, historical Yeah, and I just, I thought that that was really another, like, cool inside thing. But yeah, that's pretty much it for the costuming of Joker. Unless, I mean, Tyree, do you feel like there's anything else to note? 
Um, not that I can think of. I am ready to talk about the red carpet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're here. Da, 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 da. So do you want to start with Joaquin first? Let's start with Mr. Phoenix first. Okay, um, before we start, I do want to do a disclaimer that Joaquin did sweep award season playing this role he won an oscar he won a golden globe he won the bafta he won every single award as the lead character so he was a prominent person on the red carpet for this season and segueing into the fact that this man wore the same suit every single award show he wore a custom stella mccartney tuxedo and he did that for a reason it was a call to sustainability like not just in the fashion world but with hollywood a lot of other people i know kate blanchett has done it are re wearing you know pieces that they've they've worn on prior carpets because we do have to get to this point in fashion where like it's not fast fashion and where things aren't being worn just one time because like that's very wasteful so yeah he he infamously wore one suit and you know looking at his his photos it was just funny like i pulled up things from venice film festival and bafta and you name it and this man sure did well, Stella on the cool <laughs> he wore one suit like one what was a tuxedo but yeah. one tuxedo and it's positive because he is aware of his carbon footprint and mm-hmm. like he is an actor he just really cares about acting like this is secondary yeah but to wear one suit the whole season is kind of like okay but he's also a man i don't know if a woman could get away with that multiple times and he kind of switched it up like one time he wore like a bow tie one time he wore a tie like he kind of switched it up and we don't really pay too much attention to men so like you did say that women have done it but like we would be like way more critical if a woman did it i would say i think because women usually when they're doing it it's like a pattern very like it's very obvious they're rewearing it. I do think a woman could do it. Say she has a black dress, a black slip dress. There's so much, you know, unfortunately for men, there's only so much you can accessorize right. with. But with women, you can do different purses, shoes, jewelry, jewelry, overcoats. Like there actually is a way for that to work. I mean, it would be talked about a lot more. And I'm sure, yes, it would be dissected in a kind of sexist way. But I do think that And also it's good. The fashion industry is extremely wasteful. Rewearing a suit multiple times when he could get a new one each time is like he is fully aware of sustainability, which Mm -hmm. more people need to become aware of. So I think like as much as I'm like ragging on it, it is like that's amazing because it's something that people need to be more conscious about. Mm -hmm. And he is. He's an activist and always has been. And I I really liked, you know, just kind of wrapping up on Joaquin. I really liked during his Oscar speech that he took that time he could have made it about himself he could have sat there and just like self-congratulate himself and he didn't do that he took that time to actually advocate and bring awareness to things in humanity that aren't right you know he was talking about animals and just because he's a vegan he's a very hardcore vegan and I just thought that that was cool that like he made things political in a way and he did it both through his how he dressed and he did it during his speeches. Like, he very much is a man that he talks the talk and he walks the walk. Yeah. So now we're going to get into Zossie Bates. 
And her style, she's from Brooklyn. She's a New Yorker. But I love her style. It's so fresh. Like, it looks like she's having fun. She is adorable. I love, love, love Zossie. She's given me Kravitz family vibes. She has given me Lisa Bonet. She's given me Zoe Kravitz. She's given me Lenny Kravitz. Like this girl is just, she is cool. Like when you say cool girl or you're like looking for that girl to like inspire you, she is it. Yeah, she is that cool girl. And I would say that I would favor a couple of her outfits that are more ankle length or have like the slit. Like to the Oscars, she wore this cool like Tom Brown dress. It's just a black strapless dress. It has a slimmed waist. It looks like it has a skirt and like peplum Mm -hmm. maybe, but it stops like at her ankles. And then it's a fresh simple neck with like a necklace and her hair is up. It's like, that's the Oscars where people would usually probably wearing big gowns. And she's like, I'm here. Like I'm a cool girl and I'm wearing this. Yeah. It's very, I know it's Tom Brown, but it reminds me of St. Laurent when Heidi was was there. Yeah, and I think she's partnered with Tom Brown before she wore uh, Tom Brown to the Met, I believe. They fit well together, her and Tom Brown. And another one of my favorite dresses, I'm going to butcher this name, Marina Mascone. She wore it to the BAFTAs. It's like this silk, it looks like a slip dress, and it's uh, maroon. It has thin straps. Her leg is out, and I think I like that I like her legs either being out or her angles exposed because Mm -hmm. it breaks up her body. But she does like an open neck all the time. So it elongates her. And I just like that. I love it. She's got a banging body and she shows it in a way which is so, again, just so cool, guys. I, I know I keep saying cool, but like that's what this woman is. And she's got another look that I really love. She wore to the Venice Film Festival a Mew Mew dress, which is, it's another slip dress silhouette. It's got a slit. It's very deep neck cut, like a lot of déglaché showing. And it's all over. It looks like it's all over, like encrusted, like rhinestone encrusted. And it's a Mew Mew dress. It's cream. She paired it with this great pair of burgundy, like large lens sunglasses. And she has her hair all the way out in a fro. And I mean, talk about just a vibe, you know, like, I just think that she is, she's vibing on these carpets. She's in the South of France. Yes. It's a summer day. Like, and I would like to give a shout out to her stylist, Solange Franklin. And Solange Franklin is a New York based stylist. Um, she's an editor. She's a consultant. She's worked with Kate Bosworth at the Met Gala. She was the editor in large at Paper. So she's in good hands, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like her style and her stylists go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, no, very good hands that she's in. There's a couple of other looks that we're going to go over with Zossie because, again, she's just got more to talk about. Like Zossie. with Joaquin, like Joaquin wore one suit, so there's only so much that we can say. <laughs> but um, Zossie wore Ralph Lauren at the 2018 Emmys. And I would hate it on anyone else, but she does it. She has got this velvet column dress that has open shoulders, but the shoulders and the neckline are all connected and bejeweled and draping. A, it doesn't look like Ralph at all. Like, I was so shocked when they said that it was Ralph Lauren. And yeah, she just, she pulls this off. It would look like a costume on anybody else, truly. I think the silhouette looks like Ralph, but like with the jewels, it 
doesn't look like Ralph. Well, you would know, mister. <laughs> yes. So I don't know that you guys know this, but we have um, someone here in our midst that has worked with Ralph Lauren. So you really do know the bodies and the silhouettes of Yeah, I think that that clothes. body definitely looks like Ralph Lauren. But just looking at this dress, I wouldn't think that it's Ralph Lauren. But I love that it exudes her confidence. Mm-hmm. She looks like a gladiator with like the bejeweled neckline. Her hair is up. And it's this velvety color. Like, I personally wouldn't like this look, but on her, yes, it looks amazing. Yeah, she's got that vibe. Vibe and cool <laughs> is what I keep saying. Yeah. But she she is able to be a chameleon because these are tough. I wish we could show you guys these looks, you know. These are tough looks. Either they're tough because of the silhouette, like you have to be very in shape for it. The other thing, you have to have confidence to pull these pieces off. Like, if they were to put these on another actress, it might fall flat just because they don't have the confidence, they don't have the character, they don't have the laid back nature that I see Zossi bringing to the red carpet. I think that's another reason why I think that this look, because it just is a straight dress. Like the only cool thing is like the neck, mm-hmm. but on her, it's like, wow, like she looks like a goddess. Yeah. But there is one look that I really don't like. And now thinking about it, it's at Venice Film Festival too, where she's wearing sunglasses again. So I don't know if like that was her, she was going to be the girl in the sunglasses. Mm-hmm. But she is wearing Valentino Haute Couture. Um, it's the Joker premiere at Venice Film Festival. And I don't know how to describe this dress. It looks kind of like Dolce & Gabbana. It's like leaves, watercolor, green, yellow. Yeah, it's like a floral botanical <laughs> ball gown. And the top is an oversized off-the-shoulder ruffle. And it's actually several rows of ruffles, it looks like. There's a slight train to it. They've tailored the hell out of this dress because, like, it's touching the ground just the way that it should. It looks like it's a little high-low, like, a little high in the front and then a low at the back. It looks like one of those dresses that have, like, the basket inside to give it, like, filling. Mm -hmm. And probably when she walks, it, like, waddles. I love this on her. I know you're not a fan of it, but, like... (laughs) I just think three snaps, two thumbs up, gold star, <laughs> A plus, because this is hard to yeah. bring to the table. Like as a stylist, if I were to bring this gown to my female clients, they it would, would get no. questions. Yeah. Like we would have question Q&A about this dress because <laughs> it is a lot going on, a lot of pattern, a lot of volume, a lot of fabric. And Zossi's a she's a petite woman. I mean, yeah. she comes across taller on the carpet, but like she's very petite. So this is a lot of dress. And I just I think she's working it. I know I, I do understand where you're coming from. Well, it's a like a lot just going on because the sunglasses, her hoop, she's got this big dress. But in referencing the cool girl where we were talking about the Kravitz, she kind of gives me like a Debbie Allen, like cool, mm-hmm. chic vibe. So, I mean, she can wear anything. I'm not mad at it. It's Valentino. It's couture. Like, she's in Venice. Yeah. What can you say? And she had fun with her press tour for Joker because if I'm being honest, and spoiler alert, I guess, but like she's not in the film much. I think the woman is in the film five minutes. <laughs> But, you know, she's a supporting character. And I think that they had, they took it and they ran with it, her and Solange. I love that they had fun. They are so playful. Like Tyree said, you can tell that this woman's having a really, really good time on the carpet. And she's wearing big names. So I don't really know too much about Zossie, but 
people are definitely going to see more of her. Like, her style's so cool. She's a good actress of what we saw. I believe she's in another show, a few other movies. So we'll see her around for sure. Definitely. And I think that kind of wraps up episode three of the DM for you guys because we've gone over the film. We went over Joaquin in his one suit. Um, right. <laughs> but yeah, we we love this movie. It was an easy pick for us of what our next episode would be. This was a juggernaut of a movie. There was a lot to talk about with the costuming. And I just think Mark Bridges is genius, if I'm being honest. And also on the DM, we're talking about costume design. So we want to talk about TV shows. We want to talk about movies. And so like this was our first opportunity to do a movie. And I think that it fit perfectly. Love it. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of The DM with Audrey Brienne and Tyree, where we reviewed the film Joker. You'll find links to Joker's homepage and streaming services in the description box below. Special thank you to Nearby Sound for our theme song. If you enjoyed the show, please introduce a friend to our work and tell them to subscribe. Follow us on thedm.net. The DM is produced by Joe Passarelli, Audrey Brienne, and Tyree. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for joining us in another episode of the DM. We would love if you guys would come and follow us. Get in our DMs. You can follow me at Audrey Brienne and AudreyBrienne.com. You can follow me Tyree's Style, S-S-T-Y-L-E, or Tyree'sStyle.com. So you guys can find us at the DM on iTunes and anywhere that podcasts are available on your device. Thank you so, so, so much for tuning in. I hope you guys really enjoyed this. This was super, super fun. Thank you. Bye, Bye guys.